This episode is brought to you by Netflix. Hold your carriage horses and tighten those corsets. Bridgerton is back. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom. But has Penelope truly pushed aside her feelings for Colin? Will Colin realize his feelings before another suitor takes Penelope's hand? This gentle reader can't wait to find out. Watch part one of Bridgerton only on Netflix May 16th. Hello and welcome back to the You Up podcast. I'm Jordana Abraham. And I am Jared Freed. It is so good to be back here with you virtually, Jordana. We're back to the, you know, looking at each other on the Jetsons Never. Zoom <laughs> exactly. screen. Everything <laughs> old is new again, but I guess it worked out because you're in Florida, right? I'm in Florida. I'm coming straight from Boca. It is... I mean, getting to Boca, it starts right away. I'm here because I'm doing a show in Fort Lauderdale this Saturday, which will have already passed by the time. Thank you, everyone who came. But I, um, I, <laughs> I walked in at ten o'clock last night, and like the minute I walk in, my mom's like, "A beard?" Because I have like a little facial hair. I wouldn't call this a beard. That's exactly, right. but it is just any, it's just okay. any amount of facial hair. It's a beard. Like everything is extreme here. Everything is just a beard. It's like, like as if I walked in, you know, from, you know, uh, Woodstock after, you know, <laughs> growing out my Santa beard. It was just, right. it's just like, Boca's just nonstop. And it, like, I, and then I went to like work out this morning. Do you kind of like it though? I do. I love the yeah. problems of the problemless. Like okay. I love when I love when people who have no problems are like passionate about their problems. Like I I, I mean you've been on yeah. my show Luxury Lounge. We this when people write in they write in with luxury problems. Like those things are like funny to me. Right, they're like retirement problems. It seems like with your total with like totally. your parents. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and it's not just my parents. It's everyone. Like you hear things that you're like you can't even, like like listen. We're virtual now. I mean. To me, like we're in a different world than we were in, you know, March of 20 or March of 2020. To me, this is a different thing. Um, and we can all, you know, that's a different discussion altogether. But like <laughs> the you just see like like I was going to work out and this woman is like at the like I go get a coffee at the there. They have a clubhouse here. Right. And she takes she looks at the woman she's with and she she goes, this is how I open the door. And then she takes her jacket and wraps it around the thing the the handle oh like so, so that she doesn't have to touch, touch it the handle okay <laughs> and i'm like i'm like oh it, it, it's been two years of this shit what are you talking about this is how i open the right. door like wait, wearing it's gloves just this, like yeah it's just this it's this like chatter you hear that is just so funny it's just all a seinfeld episode it's everything's occur this is how yeah. i do the door it's like okay Everything. okay Everything's a Curb episode. I was so annoyed that they didn't touch on any of that. In Cur Did you watch the season of Curb? Curb I Your Enthusiasm? I, I started it, but didn't finish it yet. I, I, I kind of like save it. I thought it was such a miss. Because this COVID stuff, it's like, all oh, you said, mm. it's all one big Curb episode. And they didn't yeah. touch on any of that. And I'm like, this is like a gold mine for like I, I, uncomfortable, <laughs> weird situations or like using stuff to get out of things. I'm just kind of like, what the hell happened that you made this decision to not talk about any of these hysterical and like awkward moments of, of like the COVID 
touching. <laughs> yeah, well, this, this, I, I'm with you. I think, well, I mean, again, this gets us into other topics, but like, I think he's too rich to even know what's going on. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's so like, and not just rich, he's rich, rich. Right. Like he's yeah. like, like he could be, the, you know, he probably has the GDP of a small nation, but it's like, um, he, like even the, that's, yeah, the, the storyline about having to hire the girl annoyed me. Like I couldn't do it. That was I, terrible. I that's what I'm saying. It. Like you're coming out of a year like 2020 with so much material and that's what you choose to go with. I was like. Well, he's shouldn't too have rich even done to, it. He's too rich to know what's going on. So I guess leave it to you know, you know me to talk about it. <laughs> like, and, and, um, <laughs> he's also um, too rich to know what will make people upset. Like there is, I mean, I do believe there's comedy in the what you're talking about, like the social stuff, like the what can I do? Yeah, it's like, like your that, your show, like you have yeah. that socially distanced, of course, show, which was hysterical because it was like Thank very you. of the times and really smart commentary yeah and i i think like you can only make the smart commentary if you're like talking to people and that you know are different from you and are not you know yesing you like and i think that's like what's going on like right now like right as we're you know we're coming out of this and we're not at the same time you have a mic a micron and you know you see people like like you know they're reporting on cases and then you're like well what uh, okay i have a 7,000 friends who made TikToks <laughs> about the, you know, their about their COVID journey that was them just like hanging out. And I know that it affects different people different ways, but it's like, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's one of those topics that like, it, it is hard to talk about and easy at the same time. It's like, just like you're saying, like, it's right there. We're all going through it. Make fun of it. And it's like, you're just not sure if you're in good company. I'm sure Larry David knows good company. <laughs> Right, where, where he is in life, he probably doesn't want to come off as the uh, what was the thing with the uh, the actors singing like the song in the beginning of COVID yeah. about like being there with you. He's probably like scarred from. The, he was probably like about to do one of those, and then he totally. like. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put that away. We'll talk about yeah. this this girl I have to hire for my show because I'm because of the someone fence, died in my pool. Some bullshit. Yeah, yeah. A burglar died in my. It's absurd. I, yeah, it was very absurd. But I um, listen. He's I, like I'm middle pumped. class. Get pe people get robbed too, right? It's relatable. <laughs> <laughs> it's so insane. Yeah, I couldn't. That was why I kind of fell out, and I was like, I'll just save it for whenever. Yeah, but, um, it wasn't a good season. But there's a, there's always a line or two that's pretty funny. But I, overall, he, I thought it was a miss. The the small moments on that show, like when so you know the happy new year thing that came out was just like or was that from another season <laughs> that was from like a past season i think but i saw it on accurate. my tiktok the happy new year thing and i was like oh he's just the king of of that interaction someone wishes him a happy new year he says we're past the yes. point of wishing happy new year it's great so if you guys want to watch that but um i i yeah definitely that woman with the door two years late not touching the Yes, to t not touching the handle and then announcing this is how I do it as if it was so. Oh wow, Doctor Fauci, right. the thank method. you. Yeah, <laughs> right. The Boca <laughs> method. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, but listen, we're pumped to be back here and doing this show. I mean, this is the first one we taped since the new year. How was it? Is yeah. Your new year. You were sunny. You did a little Florida trip. You got? Did you get? I did. Did you get tanned enough for you for your? Stand? You tell me. No. You look great. <laughs> yeah. Um. 
Yeah, I had a, I had a, uh, I was back before New Year's because I thought I had plans and then they got canceled. Mm. But um, I had a, I had a, uh, it, it was a very nice week in the sun. It's just the weather makes you feel good. There's really like not a ton of eventful stuff to talk about, but it was fun. Definitely a different vibe down there than here as usual yeah. with COVID. I mean, I felt weird because like, I'll be honest, I reported my Lyft driver for not wearing a mask and I became, I was wow. like sort of like floating above myself thinking i'm an asshole but i'm also kind of like those are the rules right like i have <laughs> like does. i it's more like i have plans coming up and i can't get covid so like it's really i don't even like if i if i had nothing going on and i was kind of like i'm an asshole but if i had nothing going on i'd be like fine whatever or some of where choose to wear your mask but i'm like it's very contagious i have plans i can't miss <laughs> you I know. put well, on the I mask have- I have events I must attend. Yeah, no, was this in Florida or was it in New York? This is in Florida, yeah. See, the, the the thing is, the problem is it's like this, like, who who has jurisdiction? You know, like, mm-hmm. Florida can be Florida, but then when you open up the Lyft app, it's like, make sure you put on your mask. And it's like, whose rules are these? I, I, I just, Lyft's rules. If I'm wearing a mask, he's got to right? wear a mask. This yeah. is what I would I would assume. and But it, I think everyone is just so just ready like i feel like we're like the 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 pot is brewing to like a temperature like people are getting annoyed with each other and annoyed with it they're tired of it like we got in the we got in an uber when we got to florida this was like or and the guy who like he went to the wrong thing it was totally his fault and then we got in Mm. and then he was like he have you ever had an an uber driver say this he's like could you not slam the door on my car like you're gonna damage my car have you ever had someone say that to you sorry your vintage toyota camry <laughs> right I, it's like a forward focus it's like it's also like this is i have the, had someone say that to me, but not an, yeah i, I haven't <laughs> I, i've had someone say that to me and i hated them for it but it wasn't an uber driver but i know the immediate feeling is well fuck you you know like you want well, like it's just like i closed the door i wanted to yeah. make sure if you don't close the door hard enough the door doesn't close and i'm kind of like it. if your job is to be an uber or lyft driver you've got to expect people to like close the doors <laughs> like, oh yeah well also slam you're not, the trunk shut i don't know you're not like the incredible hulk you're, you're <laughs> shutting it like what right. what it's all it's also not again i i i i, I it's not their vintage mercedes that you know yeah. that they're driving you know driving or around like the hamptons exactly if you're very concerned with like the with the tiniest bit of pressure on your car like this is the job for you yeah i <laughs> i i've had someone say that to, it wasn't an uber driver but i remember the feeling of like get the fuck out, fuck off like i i i, I not i remember it didn't rub me right, right even though there was nothing because again like i'm not like trying to throw your door off of the hinges Right, you're just closing it in a way that you think is going to make it make sure it closes. You're not like gently yeah. pulling the door towards you. That's not how you close a door on a car. What What if he was like, and can you make sure you wrap your hand in your jacket to do the Boca method? <laughs> Before you touch anything. Before you touch it. <laughs> well, that would be wildly uh, different than the other guy. But yeah, all these are yeah. non-dating topics, but I think we'll they're important to, the to dating. discuss. I, it's very important. I think it's also important to discuss the vibe in the world right now because i listen i i you do question boxes on instagram i do them we do them for the you up account 
things are a little bleak right now. I, I think dating wise, yes. there's some, there's some, there, it, it, like the questions aren't like, what do I do about a third date? Like the questions are all like, should I endure pain to go? Right. You know, like, like I, I <laughs> how one much woman, more wrote, can I possibly take? <laughs> she, like, I, woman, I don't know. Goes, uh, yeah, right. <laughs> like how I had one woman she wrote, um, and she was very nice and whatever. But I'm saying the the message to, on my Instagram uh, question box was. Is it better to not try or to endure sorrow? And I was like, oi. <laughs> oi, people. Can't wait to we get gotta... on. Wish I was going on a date with you this week, right? <laughs> yeah. Come on. Let's, yeah. Let's, we gotta, we're, we're here to turn that frown upside right. down. And we're, we're here to like find the positivity in it. But I can tell you things are down. And well, I, I think part of it is it. like. So, I'm like, in it. You're in it. So you, I'm sure there's an element. I don't think you're like so sorrowful but no i'm not sorrowful, i think so I'm, saying, I'm, yeah. I, I'm exhausted i mean here's a you know speaking of fauci um you know the, the <laughs> science changes you know what i mean yeah i was thinking a lot of like how have i you know i've given out i've talked out of my ass about dating for however many years and it's been in relationships out of relationships and you know things change and you know that's why i reference fauci you know sorry to people who i don't know what the fuck i i <laughs> i try to make non-political things political as much as possible i um no but i <laughs> like why nothing I, to do with it it's okay nothing well because <laughs> the thing just like the covid changes uh, you know just like the covid today is not the same as the covid is 2020 right. uh so isn't dating and i remember like you know i've given a lot of advice of like you know, people want to slide into DMs. And I'm like, I got to give, I think I, I, I got to think the thing that's exhausting me about dating right now is this let's do drinks thing. And okay, I've given that advice to women writing in like, hey, let's do drinks. And I think I'm exhausted because of why I gave the advice. Like I, I gave okay. that option of like, Hey, here's my number. Let's do drinks. Like that's the DM. That's the way to like, DM. Right. With an open profile. With an open profile, because then it's like, make the plan or don't. And right. I think you're revising your, your Fauci like <laughs> fa- uh, guidelines the, or recommendations. My, man, my mandates on the CDC. Okay. <laughs> you know, so yes. I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm uh, now that I've received that, and I'm not saying I, I hope this doesn't sound like I came on here to be like in all these DMs. I, I think this is relatable because, listen, the guy you're DMing is somewhat like me or at least 10 percent away. So okay. I'm, I'm giving you the taste of like the exhaustion, especially during this time of year. I'm like, I, I, I you're cute. And I'm but I don't know you would all to want to leave the house. Right. And I mean, I don't know if this is part of it. It probably isn't for you, but I'm sure it is for some other men. It's like also, and you're paying, right? Yeah, for a lot <laughs> yeah. of guys. I mean, I'm yeah, sure that's I, not like your. I'm, I'm sure that's not a huge factor for you in like deciding. But it's also like I have to leave my house and also like commit to paying for these drinks for this person that I don't know might I might just totally hate. Uh, let me. Yes, you're right. But the way I think about it, if I if I'm being honest. I'm paying with my time and, and energy. Right. So it's like, it's, it's not even, and your the, money. you know, and the money. <laughs> you so are, like, it, it is in there. It's, yeah. it's money's in there. So money, right. time, energy. And it's like, you know, the dating apps, the, the bad of them 
is like you you talk and talk and talk and no one makes a move. But the reason no one makes a move is because no one's excited to go out with the person. So right. well, and well, here's my question: Can you be excited? Can one be really excited to go out with someone that they've never met? Is that possible? Have you ever been on a dating app date that you were just like before the first date you were like, "I am psyched." I, I, to go on I think date. It, I think it can happen, but I think it can, I think it happens less than the dates that happen. So I, okay. I think it can like I've been excited to go on dates that I've met someone on a dating app, but it was like, you know, the the texting felt like someone I knew before. It was right. like pop 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 pop. It was like going okay. back and forth. We had a, a good energy, and but I would say I've been on many dates where it's like we got nowhere else to go but a date. Okay, if that makes right sense so and those are you're not excited for and those are the ones where you go what am i doing why am i doing this mm-hmm. well we did talk and they are cute and i'm attracted so i i think again to go back to like you, you, you know dating app dates dm slides whatever it is it's like i don't know like i i think what, what a lot i'm dealing with like the disappointment of like Jared, just go, just go, just have, a, you know, the person seems nice. You speaking and then, to yourself. Speaking saying. to myself. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I think a lot of people are out there having the disappointment of like, I was bold and I made this move and I said, let's do drinks and it's radio silence and they don't do anything, you know? And, right. And also this time of year, it's not the, you know, it's not the time of year to like just. I'll float out of my apartment and sit outside right. at a cafe or whatever it is. It's it's like we need a plan and there has to be heat and there must be a, a, a place for us to go. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's a good point, especially somewhere like New York where, you know, it's, it's if you have a fear of getting COVID, which mm-hmm. normal fear, um, and you're in a city like New York where it's freezing, it's like not only do I have to like, Again, it's kind of a pain in the the extra layer of pain in the ass of leaving my house because it's also just like unpleasant to leave the house. And then I also have to do something inside where I have like an extra layer of anxiety. And so that probably adds an extra layer of like, is it worth it to go out with this person? You know, is it like, um, yeah. I was talking about this with my brother. It's like a, we had New Year's, we had like alternate New Year's plans. And then we had to, we wanted to get a rapid test before we went. And then mm-hmm. we saw the line for the rapid test in New York where it's like around the block. And I'm like, is, are these plans rapid test test worthy? Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like, like then we kind of, at the end of the day, we were kind of like, no, like, we'll just, <laughs> well, I mean, this is, I, I, uh, the positive spin on this to anyone out there that's feeling down. Disappointment is kind of necessary, and it's gonna. Right. Disappointment is normal. It's happening everywhere right now. Everyone's doing is this rapid test worthy for every single thing in their life, including the day. You know, so the person. I don't think that means accept excuses. I don't think that means accept someone to like be lazy or not really. But I think it's a. I think it's okay to like walk away from some of these people you're messaging with and not take it so personally. Yeah, I think that's definitely something that will help a lot of the listeners, again, feel less of like, again, like the heaviness of dating of it's like, oh, this is like, this feels so personal. It's like when you read like a negative comment or something and you're like, ugh, that felt like unpleasant, like a little zing. Yeah, it stays. <laughs> like we get a yeah. thousand positive comments and we will only talk about the one negative one. You know, it's right. just, it hurts. 
guys know I'm a huge fan of Skims, and with warmer weather coming up, I recently tried out one of their t-shirts. Skims makes the best basics and foundations, so it's no surprise that it's the best-fitting tee I've ever worn. Finding the perfect t-shirt can be such a challenge, whether it's the fit or the quality, but with Skims, they make the most flattering shirts for everyone. Honestly, I love pretty much everything Skims makes, but I really love their t-shirts. They're like form-fitting, and they make my body just look that much smoother. I have the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt in Onyx. It has amazing versatility. It is literally a must-have for a spring wardrobe. They're stretchy, they're flattering. You can dress it up or dress it down, and you don't have to worry about compromising style or comfort. I also have the cotton jersey t-shirt in marble, and it's really just changed the game for me. It's taking the regular t-shirt, it's leveling it up. There's no stretched collars or hems, and it literally fits like a dream. Skims t-shirts are made with innovative technology while always keeping style and comfort in mind. From crop silhouettes to long sleeve layering tees, Skims has something for every fit and everybody. Shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com now available in sizes extra extra small to 4x if you haven't yet be sure to let them know i sent you after you place your order select podcast in the survey and select you up in the drop down menu that follows i mean i sent you something last night i i mean this is kind of an example like um i mean we could read it we could read it um i sent you something like where it's like someone dm me yes and i wrote and and basically asking when i'm going to be in new york doing shows and i wrote back pleasantly just like yeah i'll be at the comedy cellar after the 15th okay that's all that was written right and then it's like and then they write back uh she writes back oh perfect i frequent there but somehow always seem to miss you would love to get a drink around then if you're not too busy and it's like that's a very nice message that's a i'm kind of shocked she wrote it though because your response was despite what you said i thought not that enthusiastic well, how enthusiastic <laughs> could I be? No, you but know, I'm like, saying like that's fine. Like you're not that. In- it was like an accurate response to you. Like to me, I would need at le- least an exclamation point to ask a guy for drinks. But yeah, I didn't give. It was very informational. It was yes. very comedy seller after the 15th was really my response. Right. Um. So, I mean, but I, I guess it's kind of like, again, that could work. I mean, we had Neve Shulman on here, this podcast, too, years ago, pre-COVID, um, and his wife, who had met via an Instagram DM, you totally. know, probably in a very similar manner to that. I think if, I, if my solution, if I was to switch up things, is if people are going to, I think people need to do these DM slides with a group. Okay. Like, like I think, like I, I think you gotta make it low, low stakes, low stakes, and it's gotta so, be like night of. I, I think we have to like if we if we're gonna zig while everyone else is zagging in the dating world. I think the move right now is quick meetups, quick hangouts, n- tonight or nothing. And but here's instead the thing: of this drawn out thing. But go ahead. I feel like with that, it's like then I'm if I'm the girl and I hear that advice, I'm thinking like I'm setting myself for like hookup zone. I'm setting myself up for like to be put in a oh late night like I'm free right I'm free right now guy is like usually not trying to seriously date you, but they also don't know you yet. So they don't know you yet, and also don't hook up. Don't, I mean, I I mm-hmm. don't I you shouldn't. I mean, you can have a very fun sexy night that two people go home their separate ways and then the next plan is the plan like i think like we i think people are looking for answers that it's like the one thing that'll get you the guy or girl whatever (laughs) it is and it's like no it's it's one thing and then making decisions that make that feel good to you for the next thing so it's like hey i'm out i'm with friends come get drinks 
cool. If I show up there and we have this nice interaction or the guy you message or the girl you message shows up, hangs with your friends, is cool, whatever. Hey, here's my number. Down for a date. That's yeah, the next step. I get that. It's hard. It's much harder. I mean, from being in that position, I feel like it's much harder said than, especially like you're out, you're drinking, you want to hook up too, sure. right? Because because you do, but you also don't want to be putting that. That's really like the big headspace thing that messes with you. It's like you do want to hook up, but you want, mm. but you want that plus other stuff. So yeah. it's kind of like I can see in that position where you're like. Yeah, it just takes a lot of self-control. Maybe it involves like having less drinks than you might have otherwise sure. and making a more clear decision about what you want to do. Because I feel like I've had that mentality and then I will go and then I'm like, uh, we're drinking, like we're having fun. I'm going to like just go with it because I'm drinking. Um, yeah. And then you kind of feel like you put yourself in a box. Um, but I agree. I think if you can do it like in a thought out way, that's a good, it's a yeah. good move. I just think I guess I guess the reason I'm even bringing this up is like this idea that like people are going to go meet up with people they haven't assessed yet in their own right. way or like, you know, assess sounds bad, but it's like haven't had that. Oh, shit. This is exciting. We had a fun conversation, you know, like, yeah, it's it, it, and it's too cold. It's too dark at 4 p.m. It's, you know, like people aren't making moves like that during this time of year. You got to switch with the seasons, I think. Right. Yeah, I agree. I think that it's also like in a wor the world that we live where there are options abound mm. for like both people, but also especially for men, um, I think more so than women a lot of the time. I think that's an interesting way to go about it. And I think if you if and we you we all know ourselves, right? So if yeah. you think you're the kind of person who could like take that approach in a way that you won't feel bad the next day. I think it's a good move. Mm. Yeah. I think it's, I don't know. I, I think having this discussion is like a, a more normalizing thing. Like everyone's having issues getting out of the house and meeting right. someone, you know, it's not, it's, and it's all male, female, whatever you are, you know, everyone's kind of going through it. That's true. But what, we will, what, we will see. But I think that it's helpful to hear the other side too. Because, oh, you know, I we mean, only like, come at it from our own. It seems like rejection or it's like rejection. He hates me or like it's on. And some, I think it's what you're saying is like it's somewhere in the middle of that. It, it is. I and mean, it's, you know, we should do drinks. You go, ah, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. Maybe. <laughs> you know, like right. You get in that zone of like, oh, it's dark out and it's five. You know, like, <laughs> right. So th that that does exist on the other end. No, I get that. Yeah. So let's see how that met. If anyone takes you up on that method, let's see. you meet anyone out for drinks with their friends. We'll see how that goes night. for you. You report. Fauci will report back on. Uh, yes. On the effectiveness of the of these tactics. <laughs> doctor. Yeah. The doctor over here. Um, can I give out some dates before we get into this? Jordan? Yeah, of course. Of course. And I'm wearing the you up hoodie so you can get yours at uh, shopbetches.com. That you up sweatshirt is or crew, so rather. Yeah, it, it's a crew sweatshirt, but it's so comfy and it is, it is a wearable piece. I will say I, I wore it to work out. I've gone out in it. A lot of comments. People love it. <laughs> Great way to support the show. Um, I'm going to be in Cincinnati, Ohio, West Nyack, New York, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Sacramento, California, Hartford, 
Connecticut, San Francisco, California, Pittsburgh, Omaha, Columbus, Dayton, JaredFree.com, JaredFree.com. I also, it's looking like L.A. dates. Ooh. I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some L.A. I think uh, some La La Land. So, JaredFree.com. Um, yeah, L.A. just kind of happened. Oxnard, Brea, and Los Angeles. Okay. JaredFree.com and, and all the shows have been a pleasure. I mean. I am dreading this Fort Lauderdale show. My mom and my parents last night, literally, they're like, do you have new material? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> I, I don't know. Your worst critics will be there. My worst critics. So so you'll know if it's good. <laughs> oh, I'll yeah. know right away. Uh, what are we talking about today, Jordana? Okay. Today, we are talking about, is it a bad idea to marry the first person you've dated? What do you think? Well, um, I didn't. So <laughs> neither did I, I. I, I, the idea, I think the, the first thing people should do is stop. I mean, I'm telling you, I can't tell you how to feel, but like, is it bad? There's no bad. There's no right. good. There's just is. There's just you and your preferences and what you want. Yeah. And how you like, feel. Totally. And, and like, is it a bad idea to marry the first person you've dated? It's like, you're in pretty deep. <laughs> you know, like, it's like how well it's also like how's it going like yeah. it's not like there's not one like that's the thing people want these rules of like date five people before you like settle down with the one you're gonna marry it's like life doesn't work like that like you know also, what i mean the, rule, the rules make you depressed like right i have like date five people before you marry someone i can't get one date what yeah. are you talking about? <laughs> like, like now I've got to dump like, all these perfectly fine people because yeah. <laughs> the rules become judgments. All right. these rules are judgments. Oh, wait three dates to fuck, and it's like I like to get off. Like, like, right. like uh, you, I can't be a normal human and fucking fuck. You know, like, or you got to have three relationships before you can make a wish upon the fourth, and then it'll become a frog. <laughs> and it's like. Everyone shut the fuck up. Everyone can do whatever they want. Like, I, yeah. I, and I think you can have your own rules that make sense for you or your own standards or the things that you try to follow. Like kind of like what we were just talking about. It's like if I find that I don't feel good, if I sleep with someone on the first date or the first time I meet them, then like I don't do that because it doesn't work for me. Right. It, it, the, the, the rule is I will not do things that make me feel bad. And here's an addendum to that rule. I will not do things that make me feel bad. And sometimes I don't know what makes me feel bad until I do them. Right. <laughs> you know? so and then I learn from that experience. Got to learn. And About myself. The, 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 I think a big issue in it is like learning doesn't mean devastation. That Going back to that person that wrote in my question box, is it better to endure, to be alone or to endure heartbreak? That was the exact message. Is it better to be alone or to endure heartbreak. And it's like, I mean, there's more options than that, you know, first of all. Right. <laughs> like, And it's like, it's not that depthy. You can have something not work out and learn from it and be okay on the other side. Like, you're going to be fine. Right. Well, that's the thing about, like, a triggering thing or something that you have anxiety about. It's like, yeah, like, if you think about it like it is with dieting, it's like you could be doing really well on your diet and then you eat something, like, you... You know, you wind up going out and eating more than you should. And your stomach hurts and you feel like shit. It's like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. But like it can feel like a huge deal if that's like your thing that sets you off. You know what I mean? Like that's like your trigger point. Not to like, you know, I hate that term, but. 
No, but I totally it agree. Is. You know, something that's helped me with eating is like one bad meal doesn't mean that it has to be every bad me- and the one meal. One meal has never made someone gain a thousand pounds. You yeah. Know, so one meal never made anyone fat. One heartbreak never made anyone not find love again. You know, totally. I, I think I think the same could work for that. Like one break, and there's someone out or, there. And what happens with all dating stuff is someone goes, "Well, I haven't had love since the last break." And it's like, you're gonna be fine. You're you're not helping the situation. Right. I think like change or like getting what you want is just about a bunch of small little choices that you make because of you know yourself and the way that choices affect you. So mm-hmm. like you could use that with dieting and like what you're eating and what you're doing or you could use it with dating. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe I went out with someone and then um, I, you know what I mean? We we slept together too soon or I felt like we were texting too much and I didn't like, you know what I mean? It didn't, I didn't like that. Okay. Next time, like it can, doesn't have to be a huge, like, and you ruined it forever. It could be like, and I tried this and I didn't really like it. So next time I'm going to try something else or I'm going to try doing it a different way. And I think when you look at that, like that, it doesn't feel like this huge, heavy, like heartbreak forever or like I did all the right things in the right order in the right way. (laughs) There's no right, no wrong. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Let's read the email. All right. All right. Hey, Jared and Jordana. Happy New Year. I'm writing because I've been in a relationship with my first and only boyfriend for six and a half years. I really believe he is the one for me and I know I'm in love. Jesus, I want him. Jesus, I want to get married to him. (laughs) However... Hold on. For the listeners, that wasn't Jordana going, Jesus. That was the emailer. (laughs) Jesus. I want to get married to him. Yes. (laughs) However, I can't stop thinking about what it means to never have had another real serious relationship. Am I crazy for feeling this way? I think I'm sabotaging my own happiness, but I don't know if later I'll regret not having the experience of dating other people. I did date a little in high school slash college, never serious though, but we met on our third year of college. Most times I think I am lucky to have found love at this first try, like he was sent from above. (laughs) We literally met months after my father passed. Other times I get major FOMO from my friends dating stories. So am I crazy? Obviously I love your podcast. Thanks for talking about things that no one talks about openly. You both rock. Well, thank you for this email. Um, I'll start by saying she's not crazy. You know, I I think this is a normal. Have I done enough? Have I been enough? Have I seen enough? Have I touched all the testicles? Like it's this is a normal, normal fear. Um, I think it it is interesting. There's like a little bit of subtle context in this where she's like, Jesus, I want to marry him. And she (laughs) says that. You know, I'm sorry about her dad, but she was like, we literally met months after my father passed. And then she says it was like he was sent from above. Like, this is all in the not practical department to me. To me, I hear that and I, I, I'm i just like, okay, you got if that stuff, put it aside. Okay. In, let's live in the practical world. Are you getting out of this? Are, do, do you enjoy your partner? Do you feel happy? Do you feel fulfilled? Do you feel like you guys are right. having, have a future in front of you? You, and and let me say this. Uh, single stories are better than relationship stories. So, 100%. Yes, 100%. <laughs> so, there, yeah, there's a reason people enjoy this podcast and commiserating here. Um, every You know, when people make jokes, nobody likes the joke about everything's great. Everyone likes the joke about, 
you know, this is the shit I'm going through. So right. the idea that you experiencing FOMO, of course, your stories stink. You have nothing to say at the brunch table. The person that gets the spotlight is the person that's single is and the going miserable through person. It. Yeah, the miserable person, <laughs> the person that's alone. But they're also like yeah. having, having fun, fun going through yeah. it. And, you know, you're they're having fun with what they have. And I think if you're having fun with what you have in a relationship, then go ahead, have fun. What do you think, Jordana? Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's about like, I again, I don't think someone should be like, well, should I be dating this many people or should, will I regret? It's like ever. it's kind of like, there's no right answer to this. Only she really yeah. knows the right answer. The question to ask yourself is like, am I happy? Do I feel fulfilled? Is there something that I'm missing? Is there something that I feel like someone else might have that my partner doesn't have that I've never gotten to really see? And I feel like, I mean, it's just the kind of thing where you're like, you could, yeah, you could go out there. You could break up with your boyfriend and be like, I really, I want to, I feel like I've never gotten a chance to see what else is out there. You could go out there and you could find someone better than them. Mm. I don't, but you're better than whatever, not better than them, a better match for you than they are for you. Yeah. But you also like could go out there and hate it. You could all go out there and not meet anyone that you like. And you could go out there and realize that you had something pretty good out there. So it's like, you don't really know. But like the question, I think the question, there's always someone better out there for everyone. There's always a better house on the market than the one you've bought. It doesn't mean that the the house you have isn't amazing. It doesn't mean the person you're with isn't amazing and a great match for you. Mm. So I think it's really about like what you said, like looking at your own relationship and and just saying and not it doesn't have to be like compared to anyone else just more like for you for your own set of standards does it make you happy i think what you said is like there's always someone better that i i think it's also like there's always going to be little things that you're like could you know no one's going to be a hundred percent everything you you've been like dreaming of like the the dream yeah, it's unrealistic scenario, it's unrealistic like like right now she's in a relationship where like things are good and she's comfortable and she's like, well, what if there's this ghost out there that I haven't experienced yet? And it's like, it's probably not out there. You know, <laughs> like, you, <laughs> I, you're probably not going to find it. I I just don't. If she had written in about, I don't like having sex with my current boyfriend and I've been thinking about other people physically and I, I'm flirting with someone at work. That's not what this is. She's asking if she should go and be in other relationships. And I think it's important to remember that when you're in a relationship, there's no... There, there's no thing of what they kind of how this conversation started where is it a bad idea to marry the, the first person you've dated she's at when you say is it a bad idea you're looking for something to compare it to when you're in a relationship you have no idea if what you're experiencing is what everyone else is experiencing you have no right. idea if like this is normal or not normal or your feelings are normal. there's nothing you can't google you know, the right answer to this question. And no one, you know, the other relationships, when you talk to your friends, they're going to go, yeah, we're great. Everything's good. Having fun. Like very few times do people go, do you ever feel uh, this little tiny thing, <laughs> you know, during right. the, like, do you ever do feel like an overwhelming pang of sadness that you're not with yeah. anyone? <laughs> like, why? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Why is it? So you're never going to be able to see what, other people's normal is to kind of compare it to so you have to be pretty okay with what you you know right. how you're feeling and if whether you're feeling good in what you have and that's why you can't be a hundred percent anything anyway single or in a relationship i don't believe in like you can be like 
100% satisfied all the time in any scenario. You could be like, very, and I don't think that the point is to get there. I think the point is to get every day, do I feel good? General, like, do I feel good a lot more than I feel bad? Like, because there are moments for that in anything. And I think to have this, there's this unrealistic expectation of like complete happiness all the time in any scenario. And that's usually just like not really the case. Also, like, you know, Jordana, you're now married. Like, do you feel like it's like the things that excite you about the new marriage? Like, I don't think it's, you know, it's interesting. Like, she's like, am am I making a mistake by not dating someone? It's like, well, maybe you're making a mistake by not like being like, what's this partnership? And what am I excited about with this person for, you know, to go together? Like, do you feel like it's like, the excitement's in the partnership and that stuff. You're not sitting there going, well, he's not a, you know, I got, I'm at 90% with Mike. You're not doing that. You're more like, no, no, no. There's a, there's a, I I don't know. I'm I'm rambling a little bit, but it's like, there's this, the the idea that you're measuring someone has to stop. And then it has to begin that you're like, this is us. I feel excited about these cooperative steps. Totally. I think if you're at a point in your relationship where you feel like you're very happy, again, most of the time, not like yeah. 100% of the time, <laughs> if you feel like you're... Because, I mean, you could say, like, ha- there's no, like, happiness isn't binary. It's like, sometimes you feel good, sometimes you feel bad. If you feel good most of the time, especially with your partner, then I think you're right. Like, those are the... Like, those. that's what you're focusing on. You're focusing on, like, well, what are we doing together? What's our next... Um, step what are we looking forward to what what are we doing in our lives becomes like like that but i can i can see why i think there is like this this unrealistic like thing hanging over us of like and that's almost almost like an american societal thing it's like things could always be better that's like Mm -hmm. kind of the capitalist nature that's why we buy so much shit it's like yeah things could always be better but they could also be worse and like yeah it, the, all we can really ask for is a happy life where we feel fulfilled and we feel like um, valued by the person we're with and like we're working together. And I think that's a realistic vision for like being with someone for a long time, not like do what does it make me feel good 100% of the time? And also like, is there something else out there? Like, yeah, like if the person died, you could find someone else, but that doesn't mean that they're not great. Yeah, <laughs> this is all about murdering someone. No, I, exactly. I, I, well, the problem I think the the major issue is like that she has is you know relationships aren't like shirts in a store. You know she can't try on the XL to see if the large is a, to see if it's a better fit than the large. She has especially to, while she's why she's wearing it. While yeah, she's wearing, you're wearing the large and you're like, eh, it fits pretty good. And you're like, ah, should I try it on an XL? And it's like, yeah, but you can't go back to the large. You know, you, right. you, you know, in. Well, that's why relationships are their own sort of unique beast. You could go mm-hmm. house hunting while you live in the house that you live in, but you can't really go dating other people while you're dating the person you're with. Like, and yeah. I guess that's, that's a reason a lot of people don't commit to things is because. They're not ready to stop looking at other houses, as you know we've talked about on a previous episode. Yeah. But I think there's all. I mean, we had Logan on 
uh, I know she's been on your podcast too, Logan Yuri, and she kind of talks about that too. It's like there's different kinds of people. There's like the satisficers and the maximizers, and some people are just always looking for the next best thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would figure that out. I don't even think that necessarily has to do with her boyfriend. I think that has to do with herself and figuring out her own thing because it would be it. W- what would suck is if you kind of are are with someone, but then you always have this thing in the back of your head where you're like resentful that you never got to meet anyone else and you always kind of like think there could be something better and then i think a lot of those times those things sometimes end in like adultery or like yeah. you know like people like kind of feeling like oh like i it the temptation seems so much more intense because you've never because you're like oh i've never had a i don't know what it's like and it becomes like on this pedestal you act out on it yeah because right. uh, the, the pedestal's totally the right word yeah i i'm, I'm with you 100 i think this person, I mean, the way they wrote that email, they sound happy and just scared that they're missing out on like the fun of swiping. It's like, ah, you're okay. I, I, <laughs> I think like I, these, if 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 it's not about the person and it's just about the thing of dating, you're not missing out on anything. That's not really right. Or it's fun. It can, you know, what I mean, it's fun, just like anything else is fun. But then the fun eventually, you know, it begins like any like the first bite of a cookie is great. If you have like 10 of them, it's not it's thrilling. <laughs> yeah. There's no better feeling than spinning around in a salon chair to see your hair looking absolutely perfect. But it feels impossible to come up with that same look at home. Even the best blowout brush won't give you that salon shine. Thanks to Vegamore, sticking to my hair routine has never been easier. And I'm finally seeing the shinier, healthier looking hair that I've always wanted. Now I love the way my hair looks and feels. It's like salon fresh hair that starts at the roots. I have the Grow Hair Serum and I can already tell that it's working. Like my hair feels healthier. I love that it doesn't make my hair feel oily or sticky. I feel like I'm doing something really healthy for my hair. I also got to try the lash serum and the brow serum. Honestly, my hair has been hard to grow. So I love what Vegamore is doing. And I'm already seeing results. I'm already seeing thicker, faster growing hair. Vegamore products are 100% cruelty free and are never formulated with potentially harmful chemicals like parabens or hormones. When it comes to seeing results, the key is consistency. For best looking results, use for a minimum of three months for visibly fuller, healthier, and thicker looking hair. When I sign up for monthly subscription, I can get one bottle or three bottles sent. Plus I save more and I never run low on the the products I need to take care of my hair. Give your hair the power of a little pink bottle with Vegamore. For a limited time, you up listeners get 20% off their first order by going to vegamore.com slash UUP and use code UUP at checkout. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP to save 20% on your first order. V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash UUP, code UUP. Let's do some awkward sex. You ready? Let's do it. I'm ready. UUP at Betches.com. Send in your awkward sex. Hi, Jared and Jordan. I used to listen to the pod a lot before my last relationship, but I'm going through a breakup and rediscovered your podcast has really helped me cope. I appreciate all the laughs and stories that make me feel less alone in my post-breakup sadness. Figured I'd share my awkward sex story to give someone else a laugh who may need it. For context, my ex-boyfriend and I both have dogs. When I got my dog, he was extremely attached to me. If I was in a different room, he'd ha- he had to come. Thankfully, this isn't the case anymore. The first time my ex and I went to his bedroom to have sex with the dogs in the other room, my puppy clawed at his bedroom door so much that he tore the paint off. Not great for the security deposit and a bit of a mood killer. Because his dog crate was always at my place, 
We had the idea of using a baby gate with a blanket over it instead so that his apartment wouldn't get damaged the next time we had sex. So we got, got it all set up, and it seemed like it was working. We were in missionary, and my ex told me he was close to finishing. As he said that, the baby gate fell down, and the puppy came rushing in. No problem, I thought. He's only four pounds and can't jump high enough to get onto the bed. Unfortunately, the duvet we had pushed off the side of the bed, created a makeshift ramp for the puppy to climb up. My ex pulled out to finish on my stomach. To my horror, just as he did this, the puppy appeared right between his legs that were straddling me. He was just out of reach, so all I could do was lay there and watch my puppy stare at me from underneath my ex as he finished. What's even worse is he tried to come up to my stomach and lick the cum. We, we stopped him in time, but still gross that he tried. It's very, very judgmental Ew. of a puppy. Yeah, pretty <laughs> gross of Rufus to try that shit. Needless to say, neither of us were up for round two. Hope this is a good lesson for the new pet owners. Sincerely, not your mother's doggy style. What do you oh think? God. Um, this is why I don't have a dog. Um, now, <laughs> <laughs> this is. I think I that's. Mean, I mean, it's pretty gross. You can't really judge the dog. Dogs are disgusting. No, you can't. Yeah, that's a, a dog. That that dog that that cum could have been water cum Coca Cola they don't know I, yeah I mean I like that the we, guy pulled out and he's just totally this is like how the guy had no control whatsoever he pulls out there's a puppy under his legs and he's like whoa like he's handling a, a fire hose like oh he's God. like ah <laughs> like it, it is interesting how li- that that moment of coming is your weakest as a as as a human. Right. You're like um the worst version of yourself probably. And that yeah, you're and then a- like when you're and when you're clear headed for the two seconds after. <laughs> what am I doing yes. here? Well where am I? There's a dog in my asshole. Oh my god. <laughs> I have a I have a name. Go for it. Okay. The puppy who lost its way. Oh my god, that's it. That's great. Thank you. That I was very excited that is- about that one to share that one. That's that's a great one. Um, <laughs> Maddie wrote a few peeping pup cock blo- cock blocker spaniel and puppy porno. The puppy who lost its way. I mean, <laughs> that's it. I had the barking up the wrong pee. Oh, I like uh, that. A disastrous situation. <laughs> <laughs> you should save that one. Could be reused. Disastro- I feel like for a different yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. That, that could get some more, some more. Uh, I mean, red flag or deal breaker. This this isn't a deal breaker. No, I mean maybe I it's a do. red flag for like the dog. My relationship with the dog, <laughs> like things are a little yeah. uncomfortable now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm not gonna start. Yeah, that that dog. I'm not gonna start letting it, you know, kiss me. You know? Yeah, I would say <laughs> red flag for the dog. Fine, neither for their relationship. Have you ever had something like this happen? No, I haven't. Ha- I think you you've told a story about a cat, right? I've been yeah. The cat was dangerously like I woke up next to the cat, like just curled up next to my naked penis, and it just the whole thing weirded me out. Yeah, just cause, I like, mean animals, especially. I I, I haven't had anything like this happen. When we I was when I was younger, we had a dog, golden retriever, mm-hmm. um, and he was not neutered. 
and he would i have Why five not? sisters because my parents my mom is lunatic she thought it was <laughs> like, like immoral can't do it to him yeah i don't know very weird. One of the weird, one of the many weird things that I think about growing up. Anyway, the dog wasn't neutered and I have five mm. sisters and the dog would constantly kind of like take our underwear and just like, just be like sniffing the underwear of like mm. all of the female people in the house and like kind of like humping them. It was just like needed to get that dog neutered. I don't know. Well, I, I it's funny that like the dog just becomes a man. Like the minute it's not neutered, it's like give me like those an animal, an animal, like a man yeah. with no human like with sense no... of what can I should I not do? Yeah, just like the worst man ever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. non-neutered dog. Yeah, I've I've never I had the cat next to me when I was naked and that was weird. But it, yeah, you do hear these stories about the dog coming in the room and staring you in the eye when you're having sex. Yeah, it's just. It, yeah, I I don't know. We got to figure out. I get it. Always becomes with the like the dog or cat owners when like you're going to the bedroom. It, it becomes like, okay, I got to make sure this happens. This yeah. happens. It's uh, it's this big. You know, just like they're saying with the the baby. Fe- I got to get out the baby fence and the blanket. It's like uh, this has right. become. Well, I have a question. Would you feel comfortable having sex in front of someone's dog? Fine with it. Um, is the dog licking me during it? No, I. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no, I would be comfortable. I guess I, I would be okay with it. Would you feel I comfortable mean, having sex with a baby in the room? Um, I don't. It's hard to answer that now. Sans baby. Um, right. Not like knowing I, I, what the like deal is. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I would want to hear what. Have you? Uh, would you? I mean, I don't. I don't. I've never had that experience with a guy who had a baby in the room. But I always kind of like think, I feel like you see that sometimes in like a movie or something. It's like, is it weird? I don't, is it like wrong? I, I don't even know. Dogs, I, know. I think it, no. Babies, like kind of, I don't know. Well, the baby's mind is impressionable. That's the the thing that would bother me where it's like, you know, it's like, when, I, I again, I'm not doing, I'm not saying do this in front of a toddler, but like, right. A newborn, a newborn who like can only look up. They can't even like see that way. Sure, like, is that gonna? Sc- I don't. I mean, if you, I don't know. I don't. Know. I don't know how <laughs> offensive this conversation is. Also, Guys, like, I don't know. <laughs> send us, send us a calm, nice DM and educate us on um, yes. if that's weird or not. If you have that's kids, Betch's <laughs> moms. That's their next topic. <laughs> that's our next story for them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or question. Yeah, we'll write a into crossover there. episode. We write into there. Yeah, yeah. Love it. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Headliners, Ulta, Fenty Beauty, Levi's, Adidas, and so much more. Seriously, the list seems endless. Rakuten is how the -the in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, May 6th to May 13th, the cash back rates are even bigger. Personally, I'll be shopping for beauty and apparel. You can save on everything you need for summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. You know I love to find the best deals while I'm shopping. And trust me, Rakuten is the hack to save money while shopping. Rakuten is the most rewarding way to shop and save because members can earn cash back on everything they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category, like beauty, clothing, electronics, travel, and dining. 
And this week only, you're going to get the best deals ever. Membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you can get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. You know that feeling when you're going on your first date with the person you've been seriously crushing on and realize you have absolutely nothing to wear? Maybe you find yourself wishing you had the perfect pair of jeans, the one you can fancy up, fancy down, and just look better every time you wear them. Well, that's why you need to check out Lee Denim. I love Lee Denim. I'm wearing them today in the office. I'm wearing their jeans. I love, they also have this other pair that I have at home that I'm really excited to wear. It's like a little baggier, but it's still so comfortable and yet it's still so flattering. I don't know how they do it. Every time you wash it, they also look even better. And I love that they flatter every body type. Denim trends come and go, but Lee is legendary for creating denim cuts that fit your body. Their denim gets better with age and their classics fit into every look. Lee's denim jacket is the one to reach for without fail. A classic. The Ryder jean jacket is the OG, what every other brand has copied for decades. Everyone is an icon in their own right, and Lee makes denim so people can own their style and feel good in their clothes. Their spring collection is here, so get the freshest looks and cuts before anyone else. You can find your Lee fits by visiting lee.com. That's lee.com to shop spring looks now. All right, let's do another email. Go for it. Hey, J&J, love the pod. I listen every week. I'm hoping you can offer some insight into a weird phenomenon I've experienced in the last few months. My issue, guy friends that are way too pushy. I'm 28, living in NYC. I've been single for a while now and I've been enjoying the low stakes lifestyle that comes with it. But I've had a problem with existing male friendships who try too hard to shoot their shot. They ask to hang out one-on-one as if it's purely friendly. Netflix nights, brunches, dinner slash drinks, but I can pick up the vibe that they're looking for something more than a friendly hang. And because they don't explicitly ask for a date, then I can't politely decline and establish clearly that I'm not interested. I find myself making a million excuses as to why I can't this week because I just don't have the interest an interest slash the time and I was hoping they could take the hint after I've declined the sixth time in a row. When I'm hot out the gate with a look, just to be clear, you're great, but I'm not interested in anything else. I come across as presumptuous and regularly get some variation of the response. Whoa, whoa, that's not what I meant. Can't a friend just try to get to know you better? No, leave me alone. I never initiate or text the text or the hangout and they are persistent and don't seem to get turned off slash bored by my obvious disinterest. I'm often guilted into events or brunches or nights out that I reluctantly agree to only after I've said no 10 times prior. I want to be nice and polite, but I also don't want to spend my limited free time with these guys who end the night by trying to kiss me or to get or to get me to go home with them. This has happened on more than one occasion with guys who are friends of mine and even coworkers who I'd like to maintain a friendship and work relationship with. Despite what this sounds like, I consider myself to be to have high quality friendships, but I'm so turned off by their inability to take a hint that I question if they ever were my friend at all. My question, how do I make it more clear that while I enjoy our friendship, I'm not interested in anything more. How do I decline something I haven't been explicitly asked? I feel like I sound insane. What a dumb problem to have. But trying to manage their feelings has been completely exhausting. I'm really not that cool. Can't these guys get laid somewhere else? Thanks for taking the time. Look for, looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Sincerely, read the room. This is a tough one because I, I don't think they're crazy. I understand what's going on based on their well, email. Go ahead. I feel like I kind of want to know what she doesn't really say is like the context of these friendships. I mean, there's the coworker thing, sure, but 
in terms of like the friendships, like are these new friends or are these like old friends that are like, how does, why does one even meet that many I, friends? I, yeah, I, I, it is interesting. You and I are both going down the same road of like blaming the victim a little bit. You know, like I, I do, <laughs> you know, I have to wonder because I, listen, I don't want any more friends. I'll take more right. friends. I don't want, I think it's weird. I think it's weirder to be collecting friends than it is to be, to want no friends, in my opinion. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I'm cool mind, with making a new friend. If it happens, like, naturally. If it happens, naturally. Right. So, like, this, to me, this all feels so forced. Like, yeah, someone's that's asking you get. 10 times to hang out, and you, you say no 10 times, but you want to keep up a friendship with them? That's not your fucking friend. That's what I'm saying. If you don't really want to hang out with someone, they're not really your friends. So, like, are these just, like, is she trying to say, like, these are people that she's, like, trying to be friends with that are not, like, that are trying to hook up with her, but she just met them? Like, and I'm sort of of the opinion, unless you meet someone in a certain context, if you meet someone at a bar, you're not, like, looking for a new friend. You're not like, oh, here's my friend from the bar, Johnny. And he keeps totally. asking me to dinner, and I'm like, whoa, we're friends. It's kind of like... Yeah, no, then you don't talk to Johnny anymore. <laughs> right. Like, that's what I keep, I keep... I'm with you. I keep trying to think of, like, the process of events, because it's, this is not a... She never gives a specific situation. Like, coworker. Like, if I, if I worked with someone, they said, hey, do you want to get drinks this week? And I was like, sure, I'll get drinks. And then they tried to kiss me afterwards, and I went, hey, um, we're coworkers. And then they kept trying to get drinks with me i'd be like we gotta talk to hr we gotta separate right. we have to have a conversation right like yeah that's that process so like, let's put that process aside if it's someone i've known since high school that's like hey let's go get drinks uh and catch up and i say yeah great and then they try to kiss me at the end i go hey w i just want to let you know like i don't see this as a romantic thing and then they keep trying to hang out they're not my friend and anymore. They're not my friend anymore. Exactly. Yeah. So they're gone. Now, if it's someone I met at a bar, Johnny is your hypothetical Johnny, <laughs> met me at a bar, and Johnny says, hey, let's get drinks. I have to assume Johnny wants to get drinks with me because he thinks I'm attractive. Right. Not because so, he wants to be your friend. Yeah. So, you know, you're not a bag in the wind. Like, she writes this in as in a little bit, like, helpless, again, I'm not blaming her. This can happen, but it's like it can't happen. If someone asks you 10 times, you have a right to go, I don't want to go to your event. And a friend would go, I get it. They wouldn't ask me 10 times. They, a friend would right. be like, oh, Jared doesn't want to fucking go and doesn't need me to go. The minute you're like needed to go, I understand where it's like you're trying to like, what, what do you need out of this? Oh, I guess you want to hook up. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't think these people are her friends to begin with. Yeah, and I mean, again, she doesn't really give any context for any of the friendships or any of the situations that she's encountering. But to me, it's like, first of all, like, I don't meet, like, a bunch of new friends of the opposite sex, like, all the time who are, like... And again, if I don't want to go out, if she keeps saying, I keep saying I'm not interested or I'm busy, blah, blah, blah. It's like, also, that's a measurement to me of a friend that you don't actually like and don't want to be friends with if someone asks me to hang out and i'm constantly pretending to be busy or i have no interest in going that's not someone i consider a friend that's someone i consider someone i know that's annoying me totally i and i, I would say this i do let me empathize with her it's hard to like 
There are certain people you text with all the time that you have no plans of ever hanging out with. I do understand those relationships do exist where you're like, yeah, we text all the time, but I, I don't know. I, that's we just like to chit chat. I there right. is a texting chit chat person that you keep along, but a little bit of that is for you, is for you to have someone to talk to, and because you kind of like have, it, because you kind of like it, so you have to admit to that, and you have to like let go of these chit chatters. The one thing she writes at the end, and I will kind of warn her a little bit because I I will say this: this is why it's happening. Um, is she writes, I'm, um, can't these guys get laid somewhere else? No. Okay. Here's the thing about your quote unquote friends who are not your friends. You're talking to them. You're an audience. You are giving them time so that to them, these guys are like, well, he must, she must be attracted to me. So the idea that like, can't they get laid somewhere else? Yeah, they could, but that would take work. You are less work because you are someone who's talking with them. You are someone that they enjoy interacting with. So that makes it you're you're kind of like the first person. You're like the first in line. So if this is kind of why they come for you. You are someone. I, I, I so you are so not hookup wise, but you are socially low hanging fruit. So that is why they come to you. Not because you know can't you get laid somewhere else? Well, yeah, but that would take more work. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, go with the devil you know. Yes, that's kind of what's happening here. And I think she needs to assess who are her real friends. And not everyone's your friend. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There's no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. So it's no big deal if you lose a button, spill something, or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. Get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. And you always have the option to buy what you love, for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code UUP20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com, that's Newly with two U's, and enter the code UUP20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com, newly with two U's, with code UUP20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Let's play some games. You ready? Let's play some games. Also, before we get into the games, I saw and a couple emails and a um, a couple DMs about our our one from our red flag or from last week, which was about the original something in 
Cottage Inn, the original Cottage Inn. Do you remember the girl who wrote in oh. and she's like, he tried to take me to the original Cottage Inn and we got a bunch of people. I, I think all of them said it was in Ann Arbor, Michigan. And they're okay. like, the original Cottage Inn is way better than the other Cottage Inns. And like, it's actually a real, a few people DM'd and said this, like it's actually like a really good, legit, um, like Italian place. And they were like, this girl doesn't just doesn't understand like she's out that of it's town like a thing. Yeah. Retribution for that dude. Seriously. No, we got, I got yeah. a few, like a few different messages. People are like, it's not like the other cottages. It's the original. <laughs> and it's actually like a legit Ann Arbor situation, even though she didn't write the city, but a lot of people were like, ob- who were from there obviously knew what it was. I love that. And I do understand that sometimes you try to, you know, you want to franchise, and then the franchisees, right. they get away from the original recipe and then, you know, shit's out of, you know, the hay's out of the yeah. bar. Well, it's kind of funny. It's like if you think about like your favorite like college or grad school spot and like mm. what if someone just like Googled them, like what would they think of it? And <laughs> yeah, they'd probably like, <laughs> they'd like you like a you like a restaurant that puts fries on its burger within a fried chicken sandwich. You know, like it's like, yeah, that's right. what I like to do. Yeah. An out of town date might not understand the allure as like someone who was like in it with you. I think it was I thought it was a I thought it was an interesting thing. Totally. I'm I will not go out to a place with a fat sow sandwich. <laughs> Um, let's play some games. Okay, red flag deal breaker. Hey, Jared and Jordana. I've been listening to your podcast for a while now, and it makes me laugh and gets me to rethink how I approach dating. Please come to Boston for a live show. I think we're planning some of that stuff, right, Jordana? We are. 2022, keep your eyes out. I would say spring, summer 2022, we've we've got some exciting things coming. That's right. Sorry if this is a long one. I'm not very concise. Well... Just made it longer. Didn't made it longer. Um, a few <laughs> months ago, I went on several dates with a guy I met on Hinge. We happen to have a mutual friend who I'm extremely close with. On our third date, he was coming over to my apartment to make dinner, and I realized I didn't have any condoms. I texted the mutual friend to confirm that the Hinge guy would likely bring a condom as it was the quint- quintessential third date, and he responded, he definitely will. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. I, I I haven't... I mean, that's a weird... I wouldn't want to hear that either. <laughs> right? I wouldn't want to hear, like, he's never used a condom in his life, but I also wouldn't want to hear, like, oh, he's bringing a condom. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, Ricky? Ricky condoms? That's what we used to call him in college, yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah, oh, Ricky, have him coming out of his ears. <laughs> his... His response came after the date had begun, and I didn't think much of it at the time. When we started hooking up, I confirmed that the date had brought a condom. <laughs> like <laughs> toxic. Condom confirmation. And then he began to ask even more questions about birth control methods I was using and alternative places he could finish. I could I could come <laughs> there. I could come here. It's like, where's your bathroom? Could, yeah, <laughs> like, there's a bathroom in the, the hall, in the bathroom. <laughs> Is there a cum station? You got a cum corner? I can go in. How's it work here? Um, I was confused oh by all the specific specificities. Specific. Oh, I'm off. That's um, a tough one. That's a tough word. A tough one. Specificities. As I thought, the condom was all we needed here, but he rolled with them as we were already in the thick of it. After we, and she puts in parentheses, he was done. <laughs> oh. <laughs> LOL. Ooh, ooh. Um, he started 
<laughs> he started talking to me about and explaining different forms of birth control. Of note, I work as a nurse. And he told me that he always brings his own condoms as they need to be stored in the proper way. <laughs> and it can't be too hot or too cold or the condoms won't be effective. Well, I mean, that scares the shit out of me. Um, I was pretty done. <laughs> I was pretty done with the whole thing at this point. But when I talked with our mutual friend after, I was told that the guy was convinced women would trick him into getting them pregnant and that he must always use two forms of birth control. He also has to provide at least one of these methods because he doesn't trust the women. The whole thing annoyed me and was definitely a deal breaker as this was not just some random sex, but a guy I had gone on several dates with and had hoped there was some mutual respect and trust here. So red flag or deal breaker? Sincerely overprotective. What do you think? Deal breaker. I would say deal he doesn't. Tr- if I hear from his friend that he doesn't trust women. That's a bad one. Yeah, that- <laughs> that's a bad one. Um, the. I mean, I would I would say obviously this to me is indicative of someone who had a very bad experience with a previous pregnancy scare or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it maybe. could not be, though. I mean, I, I think let me empathize a little bit with him. I think there's this like, you know, you do, you're very not in control of this situation. Right. If, if there was a, you know, let's say you had a pregnancy scare, you're you know, you can give your opinion but that's really all you it's worth you know this is very much in someone else's hands and it's like you know some would say like then don't have sex you're not ready for the responsibility of sex um i i think it's interesting because it's like i think he went too far i think her messaging a mutual friend to see if he would have condoms is just like i i think that's not really the way to go it's a little bizarre it's i would just buy my own condoms own. before i did that yeah and i also <laughs> would just not hook up and make an adult decision later that night that maybe we do some other stuff or make out or hey you know if if there was no condom then it doesn't happen that's okay just because you're on the third date and you're making dinner you know i i think there was like to me there's more going on here than i agree i would say i'm not like trying to villainize him but i would say i agree with to an extent if you don't trust women enough if you don't trust someone enough sure. to like to believe that they are not lying to you about being on birth control, then yeah, maybe you're not. You should wait longer before you have sex with that person until you trust them. Totally agree, but he gets vilified by the friend. You know, like it, okay. this is you know what I mean. So like, she asked the friend if he's going to bring condoms, which is weird to me. I and, agree, that's weird. And, and then she says that the friend says that he does. You know. I was pretty done with the whole thing at this point. When I talked to our mutual friend after, I was told that the guy was convinced women would trick him into. That's a lot more flavor to this than she would have had. He didn't say it. Right. He didn't say that. But I would say he doesn't. That aside, it doesn't sound like he handled it well. Like you can, you don't have to like tell someone about what methods they should be using. Like that's a deal breaker to me. Right. You know, like where you're like mansplaining birth control methods. <laughs> you're like that's my, right <laughs> to a nurse. To a nurse, yeah, that's fucked up. Right. But I. I do think, you know, if I was to change this, like, I, I mean, I've asked if, if a woman is what type of birth control she uses. And I don't think that's I think that's part of my decision to. Do you ask what type or do you ask if she's on it? Um, I, I would say, are you on birth control? That, that would be. Yeah, and, that's yeah, that normal be, to me. Yeah, what type and, and, is like, again, like an untr. It's kind of like if someone was like, well, did you get a COVID test? And yeah. I, and you're like yeah, and they're like what kind? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, like you right. clearly don't trust me that I like. Do you know what I mean? 
No, I know what you mean. I, I Sometimes the problem with the question is, are you on birth control, is a lot of times women will assume that means you're looking for ways to not use a condom. And that makes me uncomfortable, but I understand that's because right. that that's not because of the women, that's because of other men they've men. dealt with. So yeah, so I, that is I, usually I what that means. Totally. And I, so I understand that, but then I'm in this weird position where I'm like, no, I'm using a condom. Like I would, I'm with this guy. There's a right way to go way, about it. There's a right way yeah. to go about this. I would rather two forms of birth control when I'm with someone. That is my Six condoms. 17 condoms <laughs> and I wear two on my ear and, and a hazmat on, suit a hazmat suit on my toes <laughs> I come walking in with toe condoms on yeah I, I would I'm saying personally I think everyone has a right to feel comfortable in this situation and personally if I said to someone hey are you on birth control and then they wouldn't answer that question I was like well this was nice but I'm gonna not go further right I would be fine with that question of are you on birth control I do think what kind of birth control are you on is a different sort of like, again, untrusting we are, way to do it. We're fully, <laughs> we fully agree. Um, yes. I mean, I, I, I've had this conversation and it is awkward, but I do think, I hate that it's awkward. Do you know what I mean? Like I hate that right. it, it, You're it, it really makes progressive me, here. You shouldn't, it shouldn't be awkward. Yeah. I don't think it should be I, awkward at all. Like, and, and I think what, Guys like this make it more awkward because, and also the guys that are like, no condom, you know, condom, what? But I can't even feel it. Like those guys ruin that conversation too. Yeah. Those guys are making the whole thing worse, giving, giving the, the guys who actually just want to be protected like yeah. a, uh, a bad, a, a bad uh, look. Yeah. But yeah, but also deal breaker for me. Like if I, I I'm trying to think of the male situation, like, I guess the 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 male version is when someone says like, "Oh, you don't want to use a condom." Like I I do feel that that would be the op- opposite kind of where if I guess not oh, the opposite, but I guess you're the, saying the like situ- you don't want to use a condom or like we don't need to use a condom. I guess those would be. I guess the way I thought of it was if I asked if someone asked me, "Am I going to use a condom?" And then, I, I I guess I don't even. Know. Well, I think it's it would be almost like, oh, do you have a condom? Um, when's the expiration date? Um, like where have you where have <laughs> yeah. you stored it in the past? Like where How, have you been, it been storing it? Yeah. Right. Like, could you give? Like, do you know what I mean? If they wanted like the like the history of the condom's existence, to me that would be sort of a similar thing. If someone was like giving right. you intensive questioning about like when you bought it and where you've been storing it and the last time, you know, you've checked it, has it worked before? <laughs> Deal breaker for me. I'm out. Exactly. I think <laughs> same situation. Okay. Let's, Let's do another one. Hi, J&J. Long time listener here and had a great time at the U up live in NYC. Thanks. Love it. Love it. I went out with a guy who made multiple references to not liking girls who are high maintenance. Example, he told me that I was not as high maintenance as he thought I would be based on my dating app profile. He also complained that the last girl he dated was high maintenance and nagged too much. As you can probably tell, I was very turned off by this. Is it fair for me to be annoyed? Red flag or deal breaker? It's a deal breaker um, for me just because of the, first of all, it's the vague nature of what of these definitions like high maintenance can mean different things to different people totally so he's just like warning you to shut the fuck up basically like it's like yeah high maintenance isn't isn't uh binary 
Like I'm high maintenance about certain things and I'm right. not high maintenance about other things. So to me, it's mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I agree. It's like a warning of like, don't be like asking for shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I, I I hate this. Well, it's like, I, I mean, this is the similar thing is like, I, I, you, well, first of all, for him to say, um, he told me that I was not high maintenance as he thought I would be based on my dating app profile. So you just wanted to fuck me and thought I was going to suck like right. is that why you're here like it's like a weird if you you could interpret that as like well you were hot enough for me to be here even though i thought you're gonna be a pain in the ass like what right it's like a backhanded compliment totally and like for me if i was on a date with someone was like i thought you were a total fuck boy i'd be like well what do you mean why'd like, you say I, yes I, yeah <laughs> why'd you even go out with me like or like like i think fuck boy and high maintenance go into that territory of like words that could or kind of warnings for a definition that you don't even know what theirs is. Definitely. Let's do one more. Okay. Red flag or deal breaker. You find out that the first few dating app messages from them were ghost written by their roommate of the opposite sex. Assume this is a heterosexual couple. Okay. So you go out with someone, they admit that the first few messages were their female roommate helping. Um, I'm fine with that. I am too. I think that's like that's like a common. I think it's almost cute. They like put effort yeah. into trying to like say something that they thought would like get them on a date with you. I think it's like nice. I totally agree. This is uh and normal. This is like normal. Yeah. I mean, listen, if you find that out after find after having a bad time, like the only way this is a deal breaker right. is if this is already they suck been broken. On the date. Yeah, if they yeah. suck, you're like, who is this person? Oh. Uh, uh, my friend Cyrano was writing all my fucking texts. Like, it's like, okay, get out of (laughs) here. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you find out they've been, their roommates been ghost writing their texts for three months, that might be a different thing. But like first few dates, also like who hasn't asked someone for advice on how to word or craft a text in the beginning of dating? I have. Yeah, this is, I, I, everyone has. And, and interpretation. I mean, we do that for people here. Yeah. This is what we do. Don't come for us. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we do. We solved dating again, Jordana. We did it. I'm I'm so proud of us. Thank you guys for listening. We're excited for 2022 with you. Um, leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Share it on your Instagram story. Tell several friends. And um, excited for the year to come. Share, share, share. Share the pod. Share, share, share. Let someone know. Yeah, pump for 2022. Love it. Yes. Love it. That's our official song. Shit, that's our song. I'll, I'll put it. Put some backtrack. You know, put some string harmony to that, and we're good. So exactly. We'll be back on Sunday. Bye. You Up is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Maddie Paul. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at You Up Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And send us your emails to youup at betches.com. 
Thank you to our sponsor, Netflix. Bridgerton is back. And dearest gentle readers, you will not want to miss this chapter. Longtime friends Colin Bridgerton and Penelope Featherington find themselves in quite the precarious situation. The wallflower is ready to bloom, but she needs Colin's help to find a marriage match. Will these friends defy expectations to find true love? And will Penelope's secret identity as Lady Whistledown destroy any chance she may have at love? You shall have to watch and see. Watch part one of Bridgerton, only on Netflix, May 16th. Betches.